Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A minimum premium and applied before optional covers. The 11 to 1 show. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. I hope you're keeping well. People of Dundalk, I don't mean to alarm you, but your existence has been called into question. I'm going to bring you that story very shortly. But first, let's kick things off with Kate Bush here on LMFM's 11 to 1. There's Kate Bush running up the hill. They are rowing with all their might. The Mohan twins from Dundalk, Eugene and Frankie, Frankie Mohan. They are rowing. They have something like three nautical miles to go before they hit Antigua in the Talasker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge. I've just been on to their dad there to tell me when they arrive safely because we've been watching them with and their progress. It's fantastic. It really is absolutely brilliant. So I'll keep you updated as we go throughout the show. Now, I don't mean to alarm you, but people of Dundalk, I'm afraid you don't exist. You just don't exist. That's it. I've heard this story before, but this now it's clarified. Dundalk is made up. I know there's something like 34,000 inhabitants. You've got a great reputation for art, sport. You've got a buzzing social scene in County Loud. Uh, but, and I know you've produced the cores, but apparently... The existence of Dundalk was called into question this weekend. Why? Well, the town forms the base for Iron Annie. It's a debut novel from Irish author Luke Casty, who I'm sure is only thrilled that this is going viral. Uh, It follows Aoife and the titular character Annie as they navigate a criminal underworld. It has received good critical response. However, one Goodreads user, he's only called Mike has some gripes with the fact that the crime story is set in Dundalk, which he calls a fictional Irish town. I'm sorry, Dundalk, but that's it now. You're a fictional Irish town, according to Mike. He says, Reading first-time author is always gratifying, particularly an Irish one. Iron Annie by Luke Casty is a crime story set in Dundalk, a fictional Irish town, he says. He says, uh, he added, uh, the book was written in the Irish speak or vernacular, which he felt was off-putting and seems to lessen the narrative. Now, of course, people on Twitter caught wind of this review and just went balubas with this. Um, Somebody saying, obsessed with people thinking Dundalk isn't real. Uh, The tweet has amassed over 200,000 views at this stage with people saying, 
Uh, Dundalk is real, but for a man, that's just made up to frighten children, <laughs> which I love. And another one says, wait till Mike hears about Drogheda. Yeah, what would he make of Drogheda? But there you go, people of Dundalk, you're a fictional town, according to one guy on Twitter. I love that. Had to bring you that story. Of course you're not fictional. You're very real. You're very real, people of Dundalk. But I love that story. Uh, message coming in. On 086-1800-658 already about wills. If you have a question about wills, we are going to be chatting to solicitor Elaine Byrne very, very shortly. So do get in touch with us if you have any questions that you want to ask her. 086-1800-658. As well as that, we have a birthday request. Uh, hi Sinead, could you wish my lovely nephew and godson Noel Farrell in Athboy a very happy birthday today. Have a lovely day. That's coming in from Auntie Maureen in Manalvi. And you know what? We're going to play a song just for them. It's Love Inc., your superstar. That's giving me Friday Floor Filler vibes on a Tuesday. Love Inc., you're a superstar. Don't forget, Fionn will be back on Friday with another Friday Floor Filler song. I don't know what he's going to do. It's always a surprise to me as well. Uh, but we'll have that for you on Friday. Now back to today and Netflix have announced something very interesting and this is particularly for people who might be budding filmmakers, documentary makers. I'm going to tell you all about it after these. The 11 to 1 show. Are you a budding Louis Thoreau? Well, you might want to listen out for our next item. We're going to be talking about Netflix. And they have a cool fund for budding documentary filmmakers. I'll tell you about that very shortly. But first, back to the music. Here's Harry. Harry Styles, Late Night Talking. He's capping off a great year. He's going to be joining the lineup of performers for the 2023 Brit Awards. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. I think he has a couple of nominations as well for that. Now, Netflix have announced the return of Documentary Talent Fund. So this is a really great fund. It's supporting emerging filmmakers and uh, they are extending this programme to include the Republic of Ireland as well as the UK. It was just in the UK last year. uh, So it's just one year on the go. So it's the second year of it. And it's hoping to inspire and discover a new generation of documentary storytellers. So... What I love about this is you don't have to kind of had already made uh, a documentary. You know, you could be very much a beginner with regards to all of this. So they're giving five filmmakers and their teams the chance to make a short documentary film. You'll have a budget of 30 grand, which is quite good. And all teams will be under the guidance of Netflix and other filmmaking professionals, which is key to this as well. Uh, apparently last year, uh, thousands of applicants uh, were, were selected and um, this was in, all in the UK, really. And uh, a lot of them were shortlisted uh, at this at this stage for best short film at the BAFTA, and lots of them went on to kind of you know be screened at fel- film festivals and things. So that's brilliant. And they say whether you've never picked up a camera or have limited experience, don't be shy. The Documentary Talent Fund is designed to guide you through every step of the way to nurture and encourage. So throughout the year, the teams that are selected will take part in Netflix-hosted workshops covering all aspects of production, including legal, creative, HR, production and finance, all the stuff that you need to know. And in the finished forms, the documentaries just need to be between 8 to 12 minutes long. So that's doable as well. Absolutely brilliant. Entries are open now, okay, until the 16th of February. So for the first round... 
applicants will be required to submit a log line. So it's literally a sentence, one sentence, a short synopsis and create a statement about your idea. So if you've got a burning idea in the back of your mind for a documentary that you think you can compile into about 12 minutes and it would make compelling viewing and you'd love to get into filmmaking, this is definitely for you. So if you go on to Netflix Doc Fund, so netflixdocfund.co.uk, you'll get all the details there. There's Glenn Hansard with Falling Slowly on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now prepare to experience cinema like never before. No pictures, just sound. It's sightless cinema. It's going to be coming to Nav and we're going to find out more with theatre maker Kieran Taylor after these. The 11 to 1 show. It's a cinema experience like no other. Sightless cinema. It's coming to the Solstice Arts Centre in Navan. We're going to catch a word with the director of this, theatre maker Kieran Taylor. He's going to be joining us very, very shortly. But first, I think we've time to squeeze this in. It's Marvin Gaye. There's Marvin Gaye. I heard it through the grapevine on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, it's a cinema like no other. You're going to have the full experience of going to the cinema, but there's one big thing missing. It's the picture. Sightless Cinema, it's coming to Solstice Arts Centre in Navin with a lively new programme of short audio plays where the pictures are all in your own head. It's on for one night only this Friday. I'm delighted to be joined by one of the creative minds behind this experience, theatre maker and director Kieran Taylor. He's on the line. How are you getting on, Kieran? Hi, how are you? Great to have you on the programme. Now, as a big fan of the cinema, Kieran, I am completely intrigued by this. It's the cinema, but there's no picture. Tell me more. Yeah, exactly. So um, this is a project that we create with uh, people who are blind and visually impaired. And uh, the idea is to create a cinema experience that can be enjoyed by blind and sighted people together. Um, and uh, there's, there's a unique thing, I suppose, where... Um, in, in, in the cinemas they have lovely surround sound and usually they're associated with pictures on the screen but what we do is like there's no picture on the screen but you're immersed in the middle of the sound so we're much more flexible uh, so the audience are there they probably have their eyes closed and they feel like they're in the middle of the action with the, with, with the sound all happening around them so you know when there's a scene uh, you know at the dinner table with the family fighting with each other then they're um, they're right in the middle of that uh, so it's 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 uh, it's a really unique way to experience experience uh, the cinema and of course everybody you know when you're listening uh, you're imagining the pictures yourself yeah. so so uh, they become very personal to you so we find audiences really love it because they, they come out with an experience they come out with pictures in their heads which are very personal to them and they associate um, the, the, the characters that they hear and the stories uh, with, with, with images from their own lives you know oh, it's uh, fin- that's so a, it's a fantastic idea and I love yeah. that the idea has originated with trying to open up the arts uh, to people who have visual impairment sight loss that kind Thing. That's sort of where this all was kicked off from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we cooperate with the NCBI. We've been doing this now for about seven or eight years um, with uh, various groups. And this is the first group that we've had in, in Navin. Um, we did a bit online uh, a couple of years ago and then uh, the, we, we, we set up an in-person group. So we've been working on this since April. And um, it's just brilliant. We have uh, various people went through the group. We have like a, 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 the cast is of five um, uh, on Friday night. And, um, the, you know, all the ideas came from them. Uh, they, they improvise and they're, 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 they're really funny people actually uh, and uh, they've come up with some great characters so there's, there's five different um, uh, short plays in, in, in the whole evening um, and what um, 
again, what, what, what people really enjoy is just... If you if you get together in a room to listen, you know you know when you're listening to the radio, often it's in the car or you're yep. doing the ironing or there's something else distracting you. But when you actually sit down for an hour and a quarter and just listen, your mind you sort of go into a trance, you know, and um, it's 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 really sort of magical. And then what's amazing afterwards, then you have a lot to talk about with your the people you go with because you've all you've all uh, heard it slightly differently and imagined things uh, very differently. So, um, it, well, do you know, it, that it's brings quite me hard nicely. to imagine, but when, you, when, you, when people go, they just, they just love it, you know. Well, do you know, we're going to give people a taste of this because I have a yeah. little clip which I love, by the way. I was listening to this this morning. It's called yeah. Where's the Beef, right? <laughs> this is the show that these guys have come up with. Maybe you might set the scene here before we play our little clip. Yeah, yeah, and so this is uh, this is pretty much based on an, an improvisation that we recorded, and the idea was, uh, you know, with the the cost of living crisis uh, coming, um, the, uh, the 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 mother of the house is having the family around for their Sunday lunch, and they're expecting beef, uh, but she has a few surprises for them because she's saving money. She's on an austerity drive, um, and the whole play is just about how that pans out uh, with the family, and of course, uh, she's trying to get money back that she borrowed from. The, that the son she lent to the son um, and he doesn't have the money and she's she's made some uh, unwise investments online and uh, so it's it, it's it's a family car crash of a of a um, of a Sunday lunch but this is uh, this is a bit in the in the middle section where where they find out what they're having for dinner yes here it is it's absolutely brilliant here you are now Jesus what the hell is that it's meat free black pudding is that right well there's no meat right is, is, is that a starter man Oh, God, no, that's the real thing. Didn't I tell you I can't afford to turn on the oven? Hey, where's the beef? Says, well, I was looking forward to a big roast dinner today. We're meant to be eating less meat to save the planet. Isn't that right, Sean? Yeah. <sighs> and you have your wine. What more do you want? Another bottle of it, I think. Uh, the way it's going, Another yeah. bottle of it? You'd want to watch that drinking now. Right, I'll pass down the plates, so... Yeah, we'll give it to the grandson first, oh, yeah, Sean. Sean yeah, he needs Do you the like the black pudding, Sean? Not so much, but I'll, I'll have a bit, yeah. That's good. Yeah, good. But, oh, I think the carrots are gone off. What do you think? Yeah. The carrots, yeah. Well, I checked the bag and they're not out date. They're not out of date till tomorrow. No, there seems to be a taste from them. Well, my mother used to say, if you're hungry, you'll eat anything. Now, hunger's a good sauce. Uh, so it is. Yeah, Des, you want more wine? Yeah, yeah. Where's yeah. she going? Just going to put my coat on. I think it's warm in here. Warm. No, have you got the heat on, Anne? Oh God, no! Couldn't afford to turn on the heat this hour. <laughs> no heat, <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And you know, there's such a great characters there, and the mother, she stands out. I mean, we all have somebody that we can totally think of in this scenario, uh, which yeah, is great. Yeah. It's so relatable. Yeah, 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 and that's uh, that's Anne Flynn. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, she's great. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just uh, I just got people to throw themselves in and imagine, you know, um, you know the different relationships in the family. So you can hear that you know the daughter and the son there, and then they end up, uh, you know, um, fighting over money and uh, and all the rest. Yeah, and you know you can you can imagine in the when you're sitting in the cinema, you'll be hearing those voices all around you. You know, yeah. so um, it'll feel it's 
feel like you're you're in the middle of the of the party, you know. Yeah, well, here with the headphones on, it's totally immersing me in it. And I did what you said; I closed my eyes and just imagined that I was yeah, in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you have a strong background in theatre. Like you've directed many productions, which challenge our perception of what theatre is supposed to be. Like you've directed plays that had a working kitchen. You've done site-specific plays. You've done plays without words. I can see why a project like this would be exciting for you to work on, Kieran. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had studied a bit of radio drama in college and um, I uh, I had never gotten a chance to do it. And then this opportunity came up to work with um, the NCBI. And I thought, yeah, the perfect thing is with blind people is for them to be creatively involved, is to create radio dramas or audio plays in a way. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that, that's really worked out, you know, because it's um, if you think about it, 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 it it's it's a, it's a chance for um uh, you know, people people with that with that sight disability yep. to 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 be creative, to get involved, and the the aim is always to create something for an audience. You know that that people can share. You know, it's not just about you know people really enjoy being part of the group and they and they learn an awful lot and they gain a lot from each other and they make great friends. But it's it is in the end of the day what we're doing is I as an artist I'm working with them to create something for an audience that they can share. You know, so that they're actively part of the of the culture life yes completely and opening it up and making it accessible and all inclusive absolutely I think it's I think it's fantastic and as you say audience afterwards have so much to talk about now we mentioned the climate uh, energy crisis comedy play tell us about the uh, some of the topics in the other ones yeah, yeah. So there's one uh, play is sort of like a memory play. Uh, one of the guys in the group, you know, just remembering to a moment in t- childhood where um, he, he used to be a hunter, you know, and as he was young, he used to go off um, shooting um, foxes and pheasants and, and so on. And uh, he just had a, had a Damascus moment at one point, you know, when he accidentally shot a robin. And after that, he, 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 his life changed completely and he took a totally different direction. So so it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's, it's a sort of a dramatic and poignant moment. Yeah. And, and that's beautiful as well because you're brought on a journey through different landscapes you know and along by the sea and you know you hear all the sounds of that as you're hearing the story uh, and then there's another there's another great it's a comedy about uh, we all remember in the lockdown you know when your broadband wasn't working and trying to get through to the to the yeah. various companies so we have a woman who's stuck she's trying to get on to her lecture um, uh, she's going to she's going to fail her course if she doesn't get on and um, she's ringing up the, co- the, uh, the broadband company trying to get some action and she ends up getting sent from Billy to Jack and cross lines and so it's a whole farce about um, and, and this is uh, based on re- real life experiences Oh yeah uh, everyone can relate group. to that yeah 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 well I remember <laughs> spending five hours on to a certain company Oh know, god so <laughs> trying to get things started. Nightmare and it's a robot at the end of the line nearly yeah and this one yeah, I'm loving this yeah, now exactly. this is Turbulence yeah. then a comedy about a blind woman on a bumpy flight I love this idea Yeah yeah so so the, uh, at, at the end of the uh, the evening um the, uh, we're going to do a live radio performance. So this is uh, uh, we're, we're we're working hard on this. So so the, the cast are actually going to perform live. Wow! Um, and and we'll cre- create all the sound effects there as, as well. So we, it, it, it'll feel like you're on the aeroplane, but uh, the 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 actors will be on stage uh, going through it. And yeah, again, based on a, on a real experience <laughs> of uh, of uh, one of the people in the group, Gillian, uh, who um, was. Um, 
she was she was coming home from 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 Jersey, and uh, the pilot was in a hurry, and they had a really really bumpy ride. Everyone was freaking out, um, and and so we we put it in the context, yeah, that uh, I, um, she, she she's a she's a blind person. She's got she's got a really nervous person beside her, um, and a, and a really uh, cynical guy on the other side, and uh, they're they're. And there's a bit of romance at the end of it as well. Oh, <laughs> a little bit of romance, absolutely. <laughs> but in, in the space of ten minutes, there's, 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 there's quite a, quite a lot happens, and uh, I think people will be able to relate to it. You know, the whole totally. um, Ryanair experience. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Ryanair experience, absolutely. And, and this is a it's coming to Navin for one night this Friday. Um, you're, are you going to be touring the country with it after that? Uh, well, no immediate plans, but we are. Um, uh, we have a, a big project. Uh, the Arts Council has come behind us, and we're working with. Um, we're starting a new project in in Leash, and okay. we have one in South Dublin in Tala. So uh, in uh, next November, actually on the eighteenth of November, there will be another show in the Solstice. Um, oh, brilliant! And that'll be a collaboration between the three groups. But I think um, I'm uh, I'm really with, happy with how the, the the shows have worked out. So like I'd, I'd hope that um, that uh, some of these plays will get another outing then yes uh, of course well. but 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 it is unique yeah this is this is the only chance really to to come and hear these um uh, at the moment so i encourage people to uh, to to make to the, the effort tickets. and it'll, it'll brighten up your january it really will it really will well kieran you've brightened up 11 to 1 uh, continued success with sightless cinema thank you so so much for joining me today Thanks a million. Thanks a million. So Sightless Cinema, it'll be one night only, Solstice Arts Centre this Friday night. All of the details can be found, solsticeartscentre.ie. The 11 to 1 show. Got music from Pink on the way, but first it's time to go back in time and a famous actor popping up in the Northeast Update. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Smoking. Okay, it's a really bad impression, but on this day in 1962, actor Jim Carrey was born and he's gone on to delight and entertain us in so many movies and in his stand-up. And today is bootlegger day. The term bootlegger got its start in the US back in the 1800s when Midwestern white men would slip flasks of liquor into their boots so they could legally trade them with Native Americans. Then prohibition became a reality in the 20s but it didn't stop people making, drinking or transporting alcohol. Instead it just made them kind of encourage and, you know, make it more and drink it more. So there you go. Bootleggers day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. The best music mix around. There's Pink with Walk Me Home on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, after 12, we are going to be chatting to our solicitor in from at the boy, Elaine Byrne, and she's going to be chatting all about wills again. Have you made your will yet? Is it on your to-do list for 2023? What happens if you don't have a will? Like, do we need to have one? She's going to go through all of that with us. If you have any questions for her, please do get in touch. There's one or two trickling in already. 086-1800-658 on WhatsApp or text okay and Elaine will answer all of that as best as she can so do get them in 086 1800 658 as well as that just taking a quick scoot here through my playlist oh I've got music from Sinead O'Connor picture this as well all coming your way after 12 the 11 to 1 show
life. Picture this one night on LMFM's 11 to 1. They have spent 35 days in the water. But they're celebrating now. Oh, fantastic. You'll have heard on the news there that the Mohan twins from Dundalk have arrived in to Antigua after successfully rowing across the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of two years ago when Eugene. Mohan picked up the phone to tell me that this is what he was going to do and I says what sort of lunatic are you that would go into the Atlantic Ocean having never rode before 3,000 miles in what can only be described as a souped up bathtub of a boat where they got battered by all of the elements it's described as the world's toughest row and you're like oh yeah sign me up I mean craziness but the guys have done it and not only that they are in 10th position out of the 42 teams taking part. That is absolutely incredible. An incredible achievement. And I'm delighted. I've just, I've been messaging uh, the guy's dad there, Brian. And he says, yes, the pints and the burgers will be coming in for the lads. Absolutely fantastic. Delighted for them. Thrilled and thrilled to be part of the journey. We spoke to him live from the boat as he was rowing. They had lots of adventures and uh, no doubt delighted to be back on dry land. Hopefully when they're safely back in Ireland, we will have the lads in studio to tell us more about the adventure. But for now, delighted for them. Absolutely thrilled. You can see more details of this, by the way, on lmfm.ie. Now from local celebrities to celebrities around the world. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Audrey Plaza will host Saturday Night Live this weekend. The White Lotus star revealed to Jimmy Fallon that she actually interned on SNL back in 2004. Did you get to talk to the cast at all? I didn't really talk to the cast because I was, I was in, you know, I was an intern. I was like kind of stalking, lurking in the shadows. But you studied the whole thing. You're, oh, this is I great. studied like a sponge. I was just like creepy. Like I was a creepy <laughs> stalker. Like and now I'm going to host it. So my master plan worked. <laughs> US Weekly, a report today that Selena Gomez is dating one of the members of the Chainsmokers. Selena and Drew have been spotted going to the cinema and bowling a few times. The source says they're keeping it very casual and low-key. Danny DeVito has been talking about getting scared by magician David Blaine. Here he is explaining what happened to a $100 bill that he gave to Blaine. And he lights it on fire and it burns up right in front of you. And he puts the ashes in a, in a bowl and then he takes water and sticks it in the, with the ashes. And he drinks it. I said, what are you doing? And he's going like this. <laughs> Making faces and everything. And he says, oh, I have, a, I have an assistant for this trick. And a black crow flies from the wings somewhere and lands right in front of me. In his mouth, the crow's mouth, was a folded up $100 bill that matched the serial number corner that we had that he burned up. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. That sounds like the most insane trick ever. And Danny DeVito, what a man to tell a story. Absolutely brilliant. You can catch more buzz on LMFM.ie. Getting back to the music now, here's Sinead O'Connor with Mandinka on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead O'Connor Mandinka on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now look, I know it's a dreary old task. Well, it can be dreary 
That's if you get the right solicitor. It can be a lot better. We're talking about making a will. It's never nice to think about, you know, what's going to happen to us. But isn't it better that our loved ones have security? We're going to be chatting about making a will. It's going to be a legal guide to making a will. And Elaine Byrne, she is from At The Boy. She's got to set up her own business in At The Boy. Uh, she's going to be talking us through all of this. So if you have any questions, 86 658 the 11 to 1 show for you it's never nice thinking about when we might die but no matter if you're in your 20s or your 70s it's extremely important that you make will and ensure your loved ones are looked after when you die as it's a new year perhaps we should put making a will on the top of our list of priorities once again solicitor Elaine Byrne from At The Boy is with us she has so many years experience loads of years experience helping people from all walks of life make a will and I'm delighted to have her back on the line how are you getting on Elaine? Hi Sinead, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Great to have you back. So the first thing, getting stuck into this straight away, do we have to make a will? Like, uh, you know, do we have a choice in this? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely Sinead. So we absolutely have a choice. So I suppose we can make a will or not. Now the only proviso that I would say is that we do have to have capacity to make our will so I do a lot of work with the Alzheimer's Society, Sinead, so it's probably something that's to the forefront of my mind. So I suppose if any of us, if we think that we want to make a will, it probably is good to do it when we're able because we don't necessarily know what's around the corner. And so it's under it's Section 77 of our Succession Act, so it provides, we, the, the wording is that we must have be of sound disposing mind to make okay. a will. Okay, so this this is what you're saying in, in terms of, you know, later we don't know what's going on, so it's good to get this done now, but look at, you know, what happens then if you don't have a will? What's going to happen then? Yeah, so if for whatever reason we don't have a will, what happens then, Sinead, is that we look to our Succession Act. So there's a set of rules then that determine what happens to our property. So, Let's say, for example, you know, a married person, maybe with a spouse and children and property in that person's sole name. So two thirds would go to the spouse and then one third would go to the children. Say another example, maybe Sinead, so if we had a single person without children, the parents are deceased. So that estate then would go to brothers and sisters and maybe issue of a predeceased brother or sister. Now, just for listeners, um, so these rules of intestacy, so these apply to our property and our sole name. Say, for example, if we have something in joint names, and look, many of us to get a mortgage, it's going to have to be in joint names. So if we hold it as joint tenants, it's going to pass to that other person automatically. Okay. That can be another good thing to do you know, possibly to put property into joint names, maybe as we become older, can be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Uh, So as you say there, you've got, uh, you've got the uh, survivorship. So joint names, that's fantastic. That's, that's a really good idea for people. I would say nine times, I'd I'd say most people will have houses in their, in their, in their own, in in joint names, which is good. Um, And then, so say then, if, for example, uh, both parents are, are, are dead, what happens then if there's, if there's no will? Yeah, so 
Yeah, I would say I'd say definitely for younger couples, maybe mm. property is in joint names. I would say maybe for older couples, I'd say you'd be surprised. Uh, I would find now a lot of property would be, and I suppose being honest, it's probably traditionally in the the man's name. Okay. Um, so, um, so just you know, or sometimes for tax reasons, it can you know be better if you're inheriting a property. It can be better for it to go into one person's name. Okay. So you can just check the deeds. But we'll say, like I suppose, even if we have property in joint names, you know, I think it's still good to make a will. So I thought it would be useful, Sinead, maybe if we just set about, so if we decide or if any listener decides that, you know, they want to make a will, yep. just the five things that would be needed. And look, this is needed, I suppose, if we've, you know, 5,000 in the bank or if we're very extremely lucky and have far more, it's going to be the same five things. So number okay. one, Sinead, is that we'll need our ID and our address verification. So just to say who we are. Number two, then, is if there's a previous will. And this is really important, Sinead, because we'll say if somebody, you know, goes to a solicitor and, you know, if there's a huge difference in the will, so in the previous will, everything was left to Sinead. And in the new will, everything is left to John. You know, the solicitor is going to have to ask, you know, why why is there such a change? Okay. Number three, then, is our family circumstances. And particularly, so if any of us are separated or divorced, it's really, really important for the solicitor to see all of those legal papers. Um, Also, you know, if we've children, if they've any special needs or any any additional needs. Okay. Number four, then, Sinead, is our assets. That this might be a very short list or it could be a longer <laughs> list. It will be short. It'll be short if it's me, Elaine. <laughs> um, and number five then, and look, I suppose most importantly then is uh, your wishes. So what do we want to happen on our passing? So who's going to get what? Who are we going to appoint as executor? And how will everything be divided? And I like that you have included here as well any funeral wishes, which I think is really important because uh, that was something that kind of came up for our family quite recently. And it was kind of a, a, it was interesting to see that there was actually wishes put in place for different things. So that's quite a, a key thing too. Yeah, it, it is. Absolutely, Sinead. Now, I do always say to people to just make sure to tell your family and your executor because I suppose sometimes you know, if somebody say was to pass maybe on a Friday evening, yeah. you know, the will might nest, you know, and then there's a bank holiday or something. So the will, you know, our, our funerals here take place so quickly that the will might necessarily be seen on time. But so just to tell the family and tell the executor, but it is really useful. And especially maybe if there's a disagreement within the family as to what should happen. Okay. If there's something in writing you know, that's the end of the disagreement. These are the people's wishes. So absolutely, it's useful. Yeah. Fantastic. OK, so you're going to give us some real kind of life examples here. So we have Niall and uh, Niall is married to Lindsay. Tell me about Niall. OK, so, yeah, Niall is married to Lindsay and they have three young children. Niall and Lindsay live beside Vibersonaid in Drahada. The family home is in joint names. They have a mortgage against that. But Niall then also has a house in Stamullen. So he bought that before he got married and that's in his sole name. Okay. So for the family home there in Drogheda, so as we 
said earlier, so that's in joint names. So that's going to pass to Lindsay. So they're happy with that. Um, now, Niall, it's important for him then to have his will because the house in Stamullen is in his sole name. Okay. But really what they're really concerned about is these three lovely little children who are all very young and they're worried, what if something happens, both of them at the same time? Mm-hmm. So what Niall might consider is he might consider making his will maybe with two parts. So in part A, he might decide to leave everything to Lindsay and then vice versa. And in the part B of the will, then they're going to provide, okay, what happens on the death of the survivor? Or what happens if something happens to both of us? So from the property point of view, all of the children are under 18. So they're not going to be able to access any accounts or anything. So they're going to provide a trust or they might provide a trust. And they might appoint trustees and those people will look after everything for those children until they're maybe 21 or something. Okay, okay. And then the other really important thing, Sinead, is like who's going to look after those little children on a day-to-day basis and bring them to school and all the rest. So they might consider appointing a testamentary guardian who would be able to look after them. Okay, and this could be somebody, it could be anybody, say, from, say, the the godparents of the children to grandparents, maybe, if the grandparents are still around, to friends of the family. This can be at the sole kind of discretion of the parents. Yeah, absolutely. I would say maybe, you know, the parents might have a discussion with whoever they're thinking of, because I suppose if it happened, it would be, it would be huge. But yeah, somebody that they're really, really happy with and that they know would look after the children well. Fantastic. We're getting a message here, a voice note message on WhatsApp on 86 658 This is from Eugene. Here's his question for you, Elaine. Okay. Hi, Eugene Inland Dog. Just questions about wills. I recently went into a solicitor to ask about a will because I wanted to create a will with uh, not a standard, it would say with a right of tenants, a right of residency for a relation. They were saying that they only do standard wills and that to do that, you'd have to go to Dublin. So what's the benefit of writing a will with a local solicitor if it's going to just be a standard will compared to um, properties just transferring through the normal course without a will if it's just going to be just your kids, etc.? Okay, interesting question there, Elaine. Okay, yes, yes. Thanks to Eugene for that. Yes, absolutely. I suppose what I would say is that say as solicitors we would all specialise in different areas so Eugene's solicitor is probably an absolute quiz for example on personal injuries or something but maybe wills aren't necessarily their their area of speciality okay. so, so there are lots of local solicitors uh, I feel this is a bit of a shameless plug for our ourselves here today <laughs> but we um, so we I, I actually think we're the only firm outside of Dublin who uh, specialise exclusively in this area. So we just work actually in probate and wills and trusts and okay. power of attorney. So say for Eugene here, what you know, he might then consider making his will. So he gives the house to X. It's subject to and charged with a right of residence for Y. And even just to future-proof it. So sometimes what we would see here is that there can be disagreements then you know, who's going to pay the local property tax? Who's going to fix the roof? So Eugene, in his will, you know, he might put a note then dealing with that just so that it, it works out, you know, and the two, the person with the right of residence 
on the person who ultimately owns the house that there's no disagreements between them. So, but absolutely, look, there's loads of wonderful local solicitors um, specialising in wills. Okay, so that's the that's that's where that he should go to go to somebody that's specialising. Absolutely, like yourself, like yourself, Elaine. Absolutely, get the book in there. <laughs> so we have Roisin. This is our other example. Roisin is a Navin, and she has a partner of ten years, Sean. Yes. So look, I think this is really important because lots of us choose not to get married. So yeah, so Roisin here, as you say, so she's in Navin. She's been with Sean for ten years. Now, they don't have children together. Sean has two boys from a previous relationship. The house is in Sean's name, but Roisin has spent lots of money doing it up and uh, refurbishing it, and they have separate bank accounts. So for Roisin and Sean, it's really important to realise and appreciate that they're in a really different position to a married couple, just from a legal point of view. So if Sean passed away... Roisin, she wouldn't be his next of kin. She wouldn't have any entitlements in his estate. So everything, the house, everything would go to the two boys. Okay. Now, some listeners might have heard we have a 2010 Act. It's a bit of a mouthful. It's called the Civil Partnership and Certain Rights and Obligations of Cohabitants Act of 2010. Now, so there is provision whereby Roisin could apply to court for provision Look, none of us want to be in court. So Roisin and Sean, so they might consider making wills and making provision for each other so that there's some security if something happens to the other. Now, the only difficulty is just in relation to tax. Mm. because So again, if we're married, there's no tax. If we're not married, they like Roisin and Sean here, tax is a big consideration. So I think it would be so definitely... I suppose they're going to need to take lots of, you know, advice, maybe tax advice. There is just a good exemption. It's called dwelling house exemption for any listener. Okay. Maybe in a situation like Roisin and Sean. Uh, so that could be really useful. But just, yeah, you definitely make wills and definitely get good tax advice. Fantastic. We are getting another uh, WhatsApp message here, an audio, if you want to listen to this one, Elaine. Have you time for one more? Yeah, oh, you're the boss, so yeah. <laughs> I think we do. I think we do. Okay, this is coming in from uh, Paula. Here it is. Good morning or good afternoon, Sinead. Please could uh, leave me anonymous. Uh, I'd just like to know from your solicitor if uh, a member of the family has made a will and how long after the death is it acceptable to go and have it read and then how long does the whole process take? Does it have to go to pro- probation, etc.? Thank you. There you go. Uh, so how long after somebody has died does it normally take, Elaine? Yes. So in terms of the reading of the will, there isn't any statutory provision that says it has to be a certain amount of time. But I suppose I, we would tend to wait maybe till after the month's mind. It was just out of respect to the person, you know. Yeah. Um, so after the month's mine then to, to start with the will and start with the whole process. So in relation to the process then, probate, uh, it would take usually, you know, maybe 12 months, that type of time. Now it depends, I suppose, if the person, if it's a larger estate, if they had more assets, it's going to take a little bit longer and a smaller estate, about 12 months. 
Okay, good to know. That's good to know. And and yeah. in terms of people who, you know, disagree or, or attest it will, like sort of what happens there uh, in terms of that? Can people who say were left out of a will, can they argue their case? And is that sort of a long process? So, yes, those confessional, yeah, it's a really long process. What I would say, and like we, so we would do a lot of complex wills here and look there's very few families like the Waltons where everything yeah. is perfect so you know if there is a difficulty in the family you know or a black sheep or whatever I think it's extra important to do a will and say we uh, the solicitor will take really really careful attendance notes so if somebody you know calls to the office and you know they are you know quite a large estate and most of it say is going to one child and there's a total breakdown of a relationship with the other child, or there's some difficulty, the solicitor will take really careful attendance notes. Why is the will being made like this? Is the person under pressure? Have they capacity? So that if down the line, if it's contested, that you know, these notes then can be shown, look, this all of this was discussed with the testator and these are the wishes and these okay. wishes should be abided by. Okay, okay, that's great to know. Uh, Elaine, thank you as always for all of that great advice and information. If people want to contact you, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, look, we would be delighted, Sinead. So we're in at Boy, love beautiful at Boy. Our phone number is 046 and our email is info at elainebarnsolicitors.ie. Elaine, thank you so much as always for joining us on the show with all that great advice and we'll talk to you again soon, please God. Thank you, Sinead. Thanks Take care. Bye now. Bye. Bye bye. Elaine Byrne there. I have the details here if you want them. Info at elainebyrnesolicitors.ie. That's the email address or the phone number 046 treble one and we leave them here at reception if anyone has uh, any queries on that. If you do have a question as well for Elaine, get in touch with me still. I can pass them on to her 086 11 to 1 show. Oh, it's giving me serious summer vibes. George Ezra, green, green grass. We'll have to wait another good while, won't we, in this country before we can feel the kind of like nice feel of grass and smell the cut grass in the air and all of the things that summer promises. Oh, another little while, that's for sure. Uh, Now getting to our job search. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. Nathalian Malera Dunleer requires experienced full time bar person and waiting staff. Excellent terms and conditions are provided. Please send your CV to valleyinenquiries at gmail.com or you can give John a shout on 087 984 2969. Rice and Ruddy Motors are looking to hire a fully qualified motor mechanic with at least a year of experience. The application deadline is January 31st. To apply, you can send your CV to noel at ricerudy.ie or you can call them 087 417 3260. A family-owned business require a full-time bookkeeper for the retail sector in the Dundalk area. Please apply in writing to info at kmr.ie. Closing date for that is the 31st of January. 
And bus airing are hiring drivers in the Drogheda area. For more information, please attend the City North Hotel this Saturday the 21st and Sunday the 22nd of January from 8am to 3pm. And don't forget, all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section, lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. If you're in a band, if you're a DJ, a music group or solo artist, well, we want to hear from you because we've launched our local hero talent search in association with Hot Press. So you could be featured live on LMFM. So it's part of our Irish Music Month uh, and uh, this it's happening on uh, March on independent radios across Ireland. So we're looking for your original demos now. OK, so we need them now in time for March. So all you have to do is email us an MP3 to irishmusic at lmfm.ie It's also your chance to win an overall €10,000 prize fund You'll also get your record released and have your music played on independent radio stations across Ireland So this is all thanks to Hot Press uh, supporting this Irish Music Month IBI and the BAI Sound and Vision Fund on LMFM So you can find details as well on lmfm.ie But if you're in an original band if you're a DJ if you're a solo artist you want to get your music out there email us your demos now to irishmusic at lmfm.ie There's the script on LMFM's 11 to 1 tomorrow on the show. I'm very excited because I'm going to be catching a word with a fantastic four-piece band from Dublin, Wild Youth. These guys are in the running for representing Ireland in the Eurovision this year and people will know uh, Wild Youth, they have a string of top 10 hits here. They've toured with the likes of Niall Horan, Lewis Capaldi, Westlife. They've sold out their own tours in the UK and Ireland and Connor O'Donnell from the band he has written a string of hits for other artists and he has co-written with the likes of the script as well so their song We Are One it's called uh, that was written in Sweden with Grammy nominated singer uh, songwriter Jorgen L. Elofsson, I think it is. And they say they're uh, just delighted. Uh, they just want to do this. They want to represent the country and they're hoping that they, they will be the, the chosen ones. So we'll be catching a word with the guys on tomorrow's show. Very excited about that. Now back to today and it's nearly our lot, but I have time just to mention this. So sad Ireland. Drada based suicide prevention and care charity. They su- provide support and services for people in Cavan, Louth, Meath, Monaghan, and Leash. They are organising a night at the races and they want your support. So, this is all happening on the 4th of February. Uh, so, it's going to be the St. Bridget's Bank Holiday weekend. I forgot about that. We've got an extra bank holiday weekend. Fantastic. It's going to be happening at Dundalk Racecourse. So a fun-filled night of live racing, intertrack and music. The doors will open at 6.30pm. So it's 20 quid, right? And that includes your admission, your chance to win a cash prize, a race card and a donation to SoSad. The tickets are on sale now in the office or online, SoSad.ie. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your messages and contribution and thanks to our guests. I hope you have a great day. We'll chat to you tomorrow the 11 to 1 show hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 